Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Days like this don't come around every year. You know what I'm talking about, fellas? Uh, it's Leap Day. <laughs> it Nobody leap told day. me that either. I was surprised. Well, happy Leap Day. Yeah. Is that a thing that people tell other people? I don't know. I, I Nobody really talks about it. I don't know. I saw you can get like a crunch wrap from Taco Bell for two twenty nine. But that's oh. all I've heard about celebrations. Oh, we're eating healthy this year. <laughs> oh, no. What Did, the heck is going maybe on? Maybe just on leap day. It's like the extra day. One day off. 365 oh good ones. <laughs> is that how you're living your life today? Like, today just doesn't, doesn't count, count, so you can... All rules are gone. No rules, uh, Hank. I feel like it's a waste to start that right now. Because I already followed too many rules for the last three hours. Mm. You know? I would have had to have commit, committed before. Well, I guess in four years from now, you can... Plan on that. Is it four? Because it's one of those things because it's like every like two point or like there's like 0.27 days extra every year. And so it's like every four years they account for it. But then there's like that other like 0.2 on top of the 0.25. So you get like two bonus ones every century. What are you Do we about? really? Yeah. So it's like every four, every four years there's a leap day. Plus I think there's supposed to be two other leap days over the course of a century because it's not like exactly an extra quarter day. Right. I think that's right. So where's the other leap day they put in? I don't know. I'll figure that out. He's the guy that thought that people had to tell him about leap days and uh-huh. like congratulate him. Like, congrats on it being a leap day. I don't know if we can trust him on yeah, his leap day knowledge here. <laughs> Todd, you doing anything special today? Uh, No. No. This is just another day for me. <laughs> It's yeah. another day on the DNVR Broncos podcast. We've got Super Bowl 50 champ Todd mm. Davis, Henry Chisholm, you here, and yours truly, Zach Stevens, rocking and rolling with you today. And we've got a very busy show. So let's dive into this. Yesterday, we determined that Russ is gone. So the Broncos are looking for a quarterback. See ya, Russ. <laughs> and Sean dropped some hints at the Combine about what he's looking for in his next quarterback. And honestly, Sean, with how much Sean was willing to talk about 
what he's looking for in a quarterback, that was all that needed to be said about mm-hmm. Russ's future. Yep. It was like he was telling us what he's looking for in his next quarterback, and he literally said, our next quarterback. Um, so we've got, I believe, five different clips of what Sean was talking about, about quarterbacks. And we're going to pick these apart and find out exactly what Sean wants in a quarterback. Then we're going to go through the quarterbacks that could be available in trades, draft, and free agency and see if these guys, which one of these meets Sean's criteria and then rank them on how they meet on Sean's criteria to try to figure out which one of these guys is a realistic option, which one's the top option for the Broncos this year. So without further ado, let's hit it, Sean. Let's uh, hit that first clip of Sean at the Combine. We better, you know, so the question was, you know, finding the right solution to quarterback in, uh, in, in this league, which is obviously very competitive in our division. Uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's vital. Um, I, I, I saw this, like, humorous meme the other day where there was a Bronco fan with a shirt on and there was, like, eight quarterbacks names with a cross through it you know and and he's drinking the quarterback kool-aid and you know our our job is to make sure that this next one you know doesn't have a line through it here do you uh (laughs) do you have uh the ability to play these on double speed this is hank's suggestion Uh, (laughs) wow also i did figure out the leap day thing so it's it's 365.2425 which means it's actually like once basically the way it works is the first leap year of the century there's no there's no leap day like they just don't they don't do that one but then if the year is divisible by 400 then they actually still do do it because it's 365.2425 so every 100 years yeah every 100 years you skip a leap year except for the 4th Except for the fourth year, one of then those. Then you keep it. Exactly. But it's actually wow. .2422. And so I guess like every like thousand years, they got to do something else. But wow. it's pretty crazy. Yeah. That, that not this wild. year, though. Just a normal leap year. Yep. Because we're not uh, on 100. Not on 100. Wow. Yeah. Henry, bring in the facts today. It's important stuff. So speaking it's a shame of. shame none of us will be alive next time it matters. But you don't think? Speak for yourself, man. How old? <laughs> when were you born? 97? Uh, yeah. You could, I mean, you could 103. That's pushing. I don't know. I, that's a lot. My, my grandpa lived to 102, uh, and he was born over 100 years ago. So, like, <laughs> yeah. you would imagine that health would be that's better true. in 100 years from now, Hank. I think you can get to 103. I don't know. That'll be a game time decision. I'm not sure. Uh, that, uh, Hank's not making true. it to 103. <laughs> that's, also, yeah, just, that's fair. I'm just like 85, probably just be frozen at that point. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to be frozen at, like, 55 though yeah but i feel like if i just get frozen by 80 if they can freeze me and then we're so mm-hmm. technologically advanced to thaw me mm, then they yeah. can probably do some regenerative what you could do is say like hey unfreeze me because i want to see what this like not leap year thing is and you can just freeze me up right after but like that's a day that i want to be here for i wouldn't unfree unthaw for that no, <laughs> no not for that what would you unthaw for um it's tough to predict the future. Yeah, I don't know. That's pretty tough. Yeah. Un- unthawing feels like it needs a pause after. Unthaw? Yeah. I don't, I I don't, don't want to unthaw for that. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like there needs to be a pause. What if you just unthawed for your birthday every year? 
You just like check in, see what happened in the last year, and then you know midnight freeze back up again. Yeah, one day there's a year. something there. Yeah. I think they, yeah, and then you could live like forever. Well, I mean, you just in theory. Yeah, exactly. Like you age one day every 365 exactly. days. Exactly. So yeah. yeah, you live 365 years. <laughs> Or okay. 365 times right? longer. Yeah. No, that was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd be wrong. living long time. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, huh. Okay. So we heard that clip yesterday. So I don't think there's really anything to take other than the Broncos are moving on from Russ. He's talking yeah. about the next quarterback. So let's hit this next clip right now, too. I think there's still some things that are paramount today. At some point, teams are going to make you win from the pocket. You know, like We can... We can rush a certain way to keep a quarterback from escaping. Um, and so, you know, we're going to have to be, wherever you're at, proficient enough on third down to take a snap, find a throw, and protect, you know, that spot that you're referencing regardless of height. Because I think oftentimes you're, these guys are seeing through lanes, not necessarily over them, but certainly for some quarterbacks, that can be a little bit more challenging. So with that question, I'll do a better job mm -hmm. of teeing up exactly what the question is. For that question, he was asked, um, you know, how, how was it working with a shorter quarterback and Drew Brees for a long time, and does that impact your scheme? And uh, what did you take away from his answer there? Was there anything that a quarterback needs in his eyes? Uh, yeah, two things. I would say, one, he said they need to win from the pocket. Uh, he talked about rush lanes and it being paramount to be able to win within the pocket, not always you have to scramble out. Mm. And then also being able to read through lanes, understanding where guys are rushing from and where you can kind of step up and see different targets from. Um, I think those are two big things that he pointed out. Okay, so yeah. to me, win from pocket, obviously one. And then that second one, to me, when you were explaining it, it is like being able to uh, manipulate the pocket and yep. move in the pocket and understand the pocket. So pocket Agreed. presence, yep. is that yep. kind of the, the way to phrase it? Yep. Um, shots at Russ right there? Oh, shoot. <laughs> I didn't even think of it the first like seven times I listened to this yeah. until you were explaining it. Dang, maybe like some 22 shots, not like 45 caliber shots. <laughs> yeah. right, right. <laughs> <Light> <laughs> shots. Henry, do you think that encompasses it pretty well? Yeah, basically. Yep. The big one is you got to be able to win from the pocket, which... I'm obviously not groundbreaking for a quarterback, but definitely should be top of the list. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, this next one, he was asking how to evaluate quarterbacks and what he looks for. You hear? Let's hit it. To your point with quarterbacks, I, I think that um, I think one thing that's hard to measure is their ability to multitask and process and make decisions. It's one thing, like you can visit with someone and you know, they can be intelligent, but man, how quickly can they deliver the information and how quickly can they get through the progression? Um, are they accurate? There, there's some fundamental things that we have to see that are present. Um, and so sometimes it's not as difficult as we make it out to be. And then sometimes, listen, it, it's very difficult. And so um, I, think, I think we'll be really good at this um and i think to some degree we're glad that a lot of people aren't 
Oh my goodness. I love the confidence yeah. and swag that Sean has with this. I think we'll be really good at this. And to some degree, we're happy other people aren't. Yeah. These are fighting words, though, because it's, let's uh, say yeah. they go out and draft J.J. McCarthy and he doesn't pan out. Oh, my goodness. This could be used against him so badly. He's right, though, that like if everybody just knew which ones the good quarterbacks were, yeah. it'd be like, oh, number one turns out to be Drake May. Guess what? Drake May's number one off the board. Number two turns out to be Jay McCarthy. And then Caleb Williams, like, Broncos get stuck with the fourth or fifth best. They get... Yeah. They get the chance that these other guys screw it up and they can find the right answer. Yeah, what, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson were the fourth and fifth quarterbacks taken in their draft? They would have been the one and two, it, depending on the order, yeah. and then the other guys would have been three, four, and five. Easily. Yep. So, I mean, the Ravens got lucky because other teams suck at evaluating quarterbacks. Same with the Bills. They drafted Josh Allen fourth. They yep. got lucky um, that other teams. And it is right. I mean, what what is the hit rate in the NFL for a first-round pick non-quarterback? It's like 50%. I think in hit rate, that can mean just like starter. It doesn't even mean like a great player. And then for quarterbacks, I think that number even goes further down. Mm -hmm. And that's not just like a two-year sample size. That's a sample size of of decades and decades uh, that you have there. So, yeah, teams are not good at evaluating quarterbacks. And I I feel like I don't know what the problem is. Like, (laughs) I don't know. It feels easy to me to sit back and watch a guy's film and see what he can do, look at his competition, Mm -hmm. um, and understand him as a player. Uh, maybe I need a maybe I need a job in the front office somewhere. But <laughs> yeah. I feel like I could do it. I honestly feel like I could do it. I th- I've thought that same thing, and then all of a sudden Zach Wilson sucks, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm an idiot. And see Zach, oh, Wilson. You like Zach Wilson. Yeah, I was like, wow, look at his arm. Like, there's no way he fails. Like, this is incredible. And that's exactly why maybe I not, think no I would be able to do this too. Because Todd, I think you and me are going to view quarterbacks very similarly. Because mm-hmm. I viewed people like Henry, who thought Zach Wilson, man, he's got a cannon of an arm. I'm like. That doesn't matter. What do you, as think, long as what'd you can, think of Trey Lance? Um, Trey Lance, a lot of unknowns with okay. him. Um, what, what I did like about I Trey. I was RK who loved him. RK loved him. Yeah. Um, our, Trey Lance so apparently had the mentals right, so mm-hmm. I was more of a fan of him. To me, and we'll, we'll get into this, the number one most important thing is men- mental ability and, and processing, and that's one of the things that Sean pointed to in this is – process info quickly and uh, in that was uh, being able to progress through reads on the field Um, also relay information I think that might be another little shot at Russ I don't think these are intentional shots Mm -hmm. but like the 22 shots Um, being able to relay information um, in the huddle at the line of scrimmage be able to make all the checks you need Um, and so when he says process information quickly to me I just take that as like overall mental I guess football IQ is what it boils down to. And the other thing that I took from there is he said accuracy uh, is a very important thing there. And he said there's a couple of fundamental things you have to have. And he said that right after saying accuracy and being able to process info quickly. So I, I think those are two very important ones to Sean. Yeah, they're very important. And I think they're very important just to all quarterbacks because if you're able to process information in particular, like coming to the line of scrimmage, you can we can have a terrible play call for this defense, and you can get us out of it. You don't have to run a perfect call; just don't let us run that call. Mm. And so I think it makes it so much easier, even on yourself as a quarterback, because instead of just lining up and trying to run, you know, your your man beater versus zone, just change the play, get us into a run, get us into a zone beater, like. It makes it easier on you if you have those abilities and capabilities. 
and be mm-hmm. able to a coach to be able to give multiple plays to a quarterback yeah. at the line of scrimmage. And I'm sure there's a lot of quarterbacks that the coach can't do that. They have to give them one play and just hope the defense comes out in the right look. And it's much more on the coach and the play caller because they can't put more on a quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got to be perfect in that sense. All right, we got two more clips to play from Sean after I tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery, the official craft beer of DNVR. You guys know we love Breckenridge Brewery, and we love them because they love Colorado and Colorado sports teams so much. We got the Broncos Country Pale Ale on set right now. They've also got Nuggets. They've got the Avalanche Amber Ale. Just need to work on a little Rockies beer, and they're going to have everything for the Colorado sports team. So make sure to check out Breck Beer at breckbrew.com. Check out their beer locator at the top of the screen to find not just where you can get Breckenridge Brews, but where you can get specific Breck beers. 66 degrees on Sunday. That is strawberry sky weather. That is some delicious beer weather. So make sure to check them out. They also have good company hard seltzer. So to find your Breckenridge beer, go to breckbrew.com, the official craft beer of DNVR. And go check out Bet365, too. Um, I put in a big bet on the Avs. We went to the game against the Stars a couple nights ago. And one of the things that Bet365 does is if you bet on a team to win a hockey game and that team goes up by three, you just get paid out right there. So I just got all my money in the second period, and it was awesome. Dang. There was no more stress. Like Not that there would have been. They wound up winning like 5-1 or whatever, but... One of the many, many, many perks that Bet365 has to offer. Um, if you deposit $10, you can choose uh, either a bet and get offer where you place a bet of $5 or more, you get $150 in bonus bets, or a first bet safety net offer where you can uh, place a bet up to $1,000. And if that bet loses, you receive a matched refund in bonus bets. Um, the key to getting either one of those deals is to open an account and use the code DNVR365. And if you do that, you can pick between those deals. And then they've got a whole bunch of offers all the time. Um, so you can just get on there and check all those out as well. Uh, like I said, use that code DNVR365 to sign up. And uh, you must be 21 or older and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Sean was also asked um, how evaluating quarterbacks has changed over the years. And here's what he had to say. To your point with quarterbacks, I, I think that... Um, I think one thing that's hard to measure is their ability to multitask and process and make decisions. It's one thing, like you can visit with someone and, you know, they can, look, I think accuracy is important. I think leadership comes in a lot of different ways. So historically speaking, we've had quiet, successful quarterbacks. We've had outspoken, successful quarterbacks. We've had tall, short. So there, there are a lot of things that, that make you understand shapes and sizes, personality traits, but there are some constants that go with successful um, players at that position. I think um, I think offenses have changed a little bit, and, and yet we've never not valued a quarterback that can beat you with his feet. That goes back to Young and Montana. And that, that, historically, that's nothing new. But we are seeing more in the college game, and then we get to evaluate that, and then we're seeing more of that come into our game. And I think it's, I think it's good. You know, I think it's good. I'm not finished answering that question. Um, I think fourth and one overtime in the Super Bowl 
you know, the play we saw Kansas City run, I don't know that we see that play 10 years ago. That doesn't mean we don't see a conversion, but I don't think we see that RPO option with a few different reads. Um, and so those are some of the things that I think have evolved. Okay, what'd you guys take from that? Anything? Accuracy. Yep. Again. Leadership. Yep. Yeah. But and the key, ability to win with your feet. The key with leadership, he doesn't really care what kind of leadership. So he doesn't care if it's like a loud person or a quiet person. He also said he doesn't like there have been quarterbacks who are successful who are tall and short. So I throw out height. I throw out. Mm, I don't know. I guess leadership. It's just tough to see here. I mean, but I guess you look at Caleb Williams and say he's a leader. Other than the crying, other than the crying, I know. Crying. Other but, than the crying, but no, Henry. To your point, though, Sean views leadership that you can be a leader in mm -hmm. multiple ways. Yep. And so, where Todd, you might not think that Caleb can be a leader because of of the those <laughs> antics, and I think a lot of people agree with you on that. I don't think Sean would necessarily cross him off because of that. Where I think, rightfully so, some people would. Be a sensitive leader. That everybody has to be hard nosed. You know what I'm saying? A, wow, sensitive, a sensitive leader. leader. Hey, if I called you a sensitive leader, would you view that as a positive thing? Not personally, <laughs> right? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's somebody's. Yeah. You know what I'm wow. saying? Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a sensitive leader. But yeah, I also easier to throw out height. Tougher to grade personalities, but height doesn't really matter. I totally agree with that. And I mean, I think you guys Which nailed is good it. News for Caleb Williams, who. Wasn't getting crossed off anyway. Like right, he's, he's the he's, short one. That is actually wild. Yeah. In this draft class, he's 6'1", right? Yeah, he's listed 6'1". Listed 6'1". Drew Brees was listed at 6 foot. Exactly. Yeah, so. Um, and winning with their feet is yep. kind of a bonus to me. Not necessarily something that um, a quarterback has to have in Sean's mm -hmm. eyes, but he does value that. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Caleb Williams, that, that would help him. Jaden Daniels as well. But we'll get into the specifics in just a second. Um, and, Henry, you uh, mentioned height. I don't know if it's in this next answer, but if not, I have a little bit more information on height with Sean talking about it. But let's get to the very last answer that Sean had when talking about what he's looking for in a quarterback. Um, common mistakes. Um, what are the common mistakes made? Well, look, I think um, there's risk, obviously. There's no certainty or else we'd be fantastic with the draft. There's certain risks. I, I think... Man, how quick, quickly can they process the information? Um, for some, when you get them in rookie minicamp, you realize it's, ah, I've, I've been with a, a rookie before and, and just feel like this is not how I wanted it to go. Um, he's having trouble spitting out the plays. Maybe it takes a while. Um, maybe, maybe that's something that you realize is going to be a hindrance or set him back. Um, I think. We shouldn't miss on accuracy because we get to see it. We shouldn't miss on stature because we get to feel it and look at it and measure it. We shouldn't miss on athleticism. All of those traits should be easier to be correct on, but the more difficult ones, um, leadership we shouldn't miss on. We should feel that and, and be able to research that. But it's that other element, and, and it's really the difference of just that. And for some, it's two thumb thicks, and for others, it's one. And you hope it's one. Um, 
All right. Do you guys understand that thumb tick thing he was talking about? Just, just quick or quick? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I, I would have. I yeah. don't know if I would have uh, passed Sean's uh, thumb tick test because it literally <laughs> took me until now to understand what he was talking about. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's faster than a thumb click. Yeah, I mean, he did the big. Everybody wants somebody who can process. It's really tough to see who those guys actually are. Like there are some little hints, but like when all just about every one of these guys, there's like big signs or whatever they're calling in plays from the sideline. Like teams just barely even huddle at this point. Like the checks at the line, like in college, there just isn't nearly as much of that. Like the offenses they run are so RPO based and one read more often than not that like the number of plays that they run that are more than that. Like like he said, like it's just really hard to evaluate those sorts of things, which. Sucks because that's what's most important. And exactly. And I think for not to everyone, I don't think that's the most important thing. But to Sean, clearly, that's the most important thing. That inaccuracy uh, and, and leadership as well. But those two things are he just kept talking about in these answers that we were talking about. Was he talking about you as the rookie? That no, you just got out there and he's like, oh, my God, what's this guy doing? Definitely not. That was not me. I feel like that was my biggest uh, strength was learning the playbook. Yep. You know, they'll play somebody who knows what he's doing well before they play the most athletic guy on the field. So. 100%. And they can coach up technique, but if you just can't learn to play, then, you know, there's no space for you. It, I mean, it's just like it reminds me of some stories with Peyton Manning being yep. around certain receivers where if those receivers didn't know the play or weren't able to pick up on the things that were going, doesn't matter how athletic they are. Yep. Peyton's th literally throwing them off the field. Yep, saying, somebody else. Saying, coach, don't put this guy back on. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's a harsh reality. But, but to his point, I think it is hard to see and gauge from film how well a guy processes information and how well he understands football. But I think that's why those uh, meetings that they have are so important. Yep. Like, I'm treating those meetings like a Wonder League test if I'm Sean. Like, mm -hmm. from, from, when, from the time he comes in, I'm going to give him a play. Three right, X jet, 47 left. Yep. You know, and then I'm going to say, we're going to go through some things. We're going to watch some film that, of what you did, yep. how you processed it, what you saw. At the end of the meeting, I'm going to ask you what that play was yep. and what that play is. Like, I'm going to try and break it down. And then – that's our first one. Then they get official visits to different teams, yep. We're bringing everybody back in that we just, you know, what was the play I gave you three months ago? Do you remember it? Like, I think you can be diligent in those meetings and kind of get a good gauge for guys. Yeah. And the I also think we're not far away from just, like, teams bringing in, like, a VR headset. It's like we're drawing this play up on the board, put on the headset, defense rotates, whatever it is. Bang, you got to side right there, like, where you going with the ball. Yeah. Definitely. I can absolutely yeah. see that happening. Just throw an Apple Pro Vision. Apple, Apple Vision, Vision Pro. Pro. Yep. On. <laughs> yep. Sounds uh, like you don't have one. <laughs> $3,500? Yeah. yeah, I don't have one right now. <laughs> That's um, a shame. What, and and the, thing, the thing about the, the combine meetings that they have with these guys, they're 18 minutes long. Mm -hmm. So, like you said, you can have those hour-long visits and multi-hour-long visits where you bring them into the building later, but you get fewer of those. You get 18 minutes to get a first impression on these guys. And one more thing that Sean, that we don't have, that Sean touched on, he was asked like what a prototype quarterback is. And he said a prototype quarterback starts at about six foot two. Mm -hmm. Now, Sean clearly doesn't need a prototype quarterback, but it's just interesting because at least I think when I thought of a prototype quarterback, you think about that Peyton Manning commercial with like Verizon 15 mm -hmm. years ago, where he's like six five, two 230 pound rocket mm -hmm. laser arm. Um, that's not what Sean thinks as of, of a prototype six two 
and above, not like the six foot five. So I think that's interesting. But clearly, he had Drew Brees for fifteen years at six foot at the tallest. So you, you, that's not something that you have to have. No, I don't think you do. I think there's tons of quarterbacks from Drew Brees to Peyton Manning to can we say Russell Wilson? Yeah, that like Bowl. yeah. Michael Vick, or <laughs> in Sean's perspective, we'll give, we'll give it to Vick, but not. Just, I was just trying to give a po- yeah, yeah, opposing yeah. heights. To yeah, yeah, that's quarterbacks true. that have won Super Bowls. You know, yeah, that's, uh, he was one of them. Yeah, yeah he, he was won one Super of them. Bowl. Yeah, I also think. I mean, everybody's just getting shorter in the NFL. Like it used to be. Wow. Like I don't, I don't think that you don't think so. <laughs> Heck no. Really? No. I mean, I, when I think back, though, like like linebackers. Linebackers back in the day used to be like 260 pounds. We're just going straight downhill. But that's not shorter. That's just yeah. Smaller. I guess smaller. I'll say smaller. Mm. But but then you like look at the receivers. Like those guys are small now, and and it's just kind of gotten shorter and shorter. And obviously, like there's still big guys who have success. But like Austin Eckler, he just wouldn't have survived like 40 years ago. Darren Sproles. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that's like 15 years ago, 10 years ago. Like, I do think that... But also, 40 years ago, all they were doing running power. Like, you know, <laughs> exactly. Wide receivers, all they were doing was blocking. Like. Exactly. And so it just, like, changed a little bit. But way back then, like, yeah, quarterback, you just want some big guy who can take a bunch of hits. Like, I do think that the game has just changed so much. It's more like speed seven on seven and not so much power anymore. And that, I mean, it's not a huge impact on quarterback, but it's, it's some impact. So then I'm curious how we think these traits of the list we built translates to the quarterbacks that are available and which ones are on the Broncos board, whether it's number one, whether it's number 10. Let's get into these quarterbacks and see if they pass Sean Payton's test after I tell you about our friends over at Game Time where we're going to be watching a different quarterback with the Broncos on the field this year. And if you want to be there in person you go to Game Time, download the app, use the code DNVR to get $20 off. And you can use this right now to go see the Nuggets, Avs, Rockies coming up in a month or any concerts that you want to hit tonight, this weekend, or any coming in the summer as well. And Game Time is going to guarantee that you get the best price with their Game Time guarantee, meaning if you find a ticket in the same section or row for less, they're going to credit you 110% of the difference, just guaranteeing that you're going to get the best price over at Game Time. They also have the all-in price, so you know exactly how much you're going to pay. You're not going to be surprised at checkout with like an additional 50% in fees. So use that code DNVR to get $20 off your first purchase over at Game Time. Terms apply. Uh, create an account and use that code DNVR for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. And shout out to the American Raptors. You know, if my shoulders weren't, you know, as blessed as they are, I probably, <laughs> I probably would try out for the team. They're Colorado's only professional rugby team uh, are back. And you can catch their games on ESPN+. Plus. The DMVR Bar will be hosting a watch party for the game on March 1st at 4 p.m. Featuring giveaways, a VIP ticket raffle for the March 17th home opener, and their Raptors Club. Um, you can witness all the fast-paced, hard-hitting rugby action live at Infinity Park in Glendale when the Raptors embark on a six-game homestand starting on March 17th. Tickets are only $10, so bring your friends and family to Infinity Park and spend your Sundays at Rugby Town USA. Visit AmericanRaptors.com for more information on the team and to purchase your tickets now. Does Henry have blessed shoulders? Uh, I don't know if he's done anything with his shoulders. <laughs> yeah, I... No, nothing with them. Nothing, no, no shoulder 
exercises. Well, I mean, like you go on like the rolling machine, like you got this one. Oh my uh, Oh, this one too. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, that's, that's kind of that's the rotation. A, that's, that's a pec deck. This <laughs> yeah. one's for your pecs. Yeah, that's why so I see. you work yeah. your shoulders there. See, my last, the blast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he loves he loves doing I'm, that. I mean, that's what I do in the gym, though. Like that, you when you see that, you should you should be thinking gym, not thinking whatever you're thinking. That's what happens there. Oh, I didn't even. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's doing. That was wild for yeah, a second. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then he's shaking now I can't show you. I, So I moved enough that all the gyms are very different, and so I wind up in decent shape in different places of my body. And so, like, mm. there was one that had, like, a great core machine. Mm. Like, the last one had, like, the lat. Keep the hands open. Where you, like, the pull-downs, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was a great one. But yeah. this new place doesn't have that one. But it does have, like, a big rowing machine. So I was like, well, row, it's not the same, but it's, like. Rowing's so tough. It is tough. In, like, a really good yeah. workout way. It is tough. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's dive into it. Oh, one more thing. We got a lot of people watching and not enough thumbs yeah. up. Hit us with a thumbs up. We really appreciate it. Helps us out a lot. And like I said, we really do appreciate everyone rolling with us. I mean, it's the last day of February, and we got a lot of people rolling with us. So we really appreciate the support. Okay, let's go through these quarterbacks. Let's go through the draft ones first, free agents. Then we'll hit the trade ones as well. We got three people on set, so two against one on if these guys fit. It doesn't have to mean that they're the perfect Sean Payton quarterback, but do we think they hit Sean's qualities enough to like be on his board, or are we eliminating them right here? So let's start with the drafted ones, and let's look at all the first-round quarterbacks. Caleb Williams, do we think he hits? Um, yes, overall. Yep, I agree. Know. I think so, Henry. Yeah. I mean... It doesn't matter what you say. We've already got two. He's but so good that he say. fits. Yeah. But, like, if we're saying number one's win from the pocket, like, out of all these guys, the one guy you'd say, like, doesn't win from the pocket would be Caleb Williams. But can, Just can he win from the pocket? I mean, I think he's capable of anything. Like, so sure. But I, mean, I do think that he's probably overall the worst fit. Mm. Um, but, like, he's Caleb Williams, so they're not taking him off the draft board. What's interesting, and I think – you have some good points there, is I actually think this next guy, Drake May, I'd make the case Yeah. no, actually. I think he is a guy of anyone in this draft that you look at and uh, you talk about his physical traits, number one, number yeah. two, number three. Uh, it's not the processing that you look at. It's not necessarily the accuracy. Um, mm -hmm. So... I actually think that maybe the two guys with the most question marks in terms of fitting Sean yeah. Straits are maybe the top two guys in, in this draft viewed by many. So I would say for Drake May, I'd say no. Yeah, overall, um, I think he can. One thing I'd say is that he can win from the pocket, but I don't know yeah. if his accuracy is always there. And I don't know if he has the best processing ability. Yeah, yeah. So he hasn't done anything two, to show that he... Yeah, for those yeah. two reasons, I'd probably say no. Yeah. But, I mean, like, accuracy, 15, like, 12, 12 yards or more downfield, he might be best in the class. No, nah, I wouldn't give that to him. But, I mean, he'd be in that conversation. It's just all the short stuff. Uh -huh. But, yeah. And so, I'm, fi I'm fine with no here. It's kind of wild, though. And, I mean, yeah. I think all of us, just the way we've done our rankings... Drake May hasn't been at the top of any of our boards, which, yeah. is, which is interesting. And I think that actually fits into what Sean would view as well. Okay, Jaden Daniels here. Yeah. 
I think so. I, I think so, too. And when you initially think of Jaden, mm-hmm. you think of like, oh, well, he's not a true win-from-the-pocket guy because he has so much dynamic ability with yeah. uh, on the ground. But yeah. he absolutely can win in the pocket. And I actually think when you look at LSU, I think Brian Kelly put a lot on his plate in terms of checks at the line. And, Henry, you mentioned that that doesn't really happen much more in the, in college. And you're absolutely right. But I think of, of anyone, he might have had the most on his plate, him and yeah. Caleb Williams, in terms of doing stuff at the line. So... I actually think well, while it doesn't seem like it initially, he absolutely um, is able to process info quickly, is accurate, and can win from the pocket. I agree. His I receivers agree. made a lot of plays for him too, though. There's no doubt. Same but, with Joe Burrow, though. Exactly. And when, he was and when you LSU. wind up with like 40-something touchdowns and like almost 5,000 yards or whatever, that's fine. Right. It's like we saw with Penix. If the receivers can't make the catch, that's the receiver's fault, not yours. Mm-hmm. Right. Give him a chance. J.J. McCarthy. Um... I don't, I don't know if he can diagnose defenses and process the information. Uh, he does his winning from the pocket, but he just hasn't done enough of it, in my opinion, to really count as like he won from the pocket. Yeah. Um, I'll probably say, ah, that's tough. <laughs> I'll probably say overall, probably yes. It, and I, he has the biggest question mark, right? Mm-hmm. Because we saw him do it the least. He has under 400 passing attempts in college whereas like everyone else in this class has way over a thousand so the the sample size is so different so it's hard to look at jj and say that oh yeah i'm so confident he can do all of these things great because he just hasn't proven it the little we've seen of him i think he he fits what sean payton's looking for i do think he fits but you can't be so confident in it yeah i think it's not that any one of those boxes he doesn't check it's just that he doesn't check them, like, completely. Mm-hmm. Like, the accuracy, like, it, it comes and goes. Like, he misses a lot of throws, like, as many quarterbacks do. But, like, he'll leave them short. He'll sail a couple. Like, I don't know that I would say he disqualifies because of his accuracy. But then you throw in, like, you haven't seen a lot of the processing. Like, when he's as best, it's, like, third down rolling out of the pocket. Um, and we've never seen him just run, like, like what I think of as like the prime Brady offense where it's, it's a throw every time half those throws are out of empty and you're just like taking what the defense gives you and go all the way down the field. Like he definitely hasn't shown like high level winning from the pocket. Yeah. And at any point. And I think that's why I would say no, but it's like Drake may like you give him three more years. Like you gave to Penix or Knicks or those guys, it might be totally different. Okay. So we're keeping them on the board right now. Bo Nix, when you said, like, the empty, mm-hmm. just quick throws, Bo has to fit that's that, him. right? Yep, that's him. He's, like, the opposite of Drake May. Like, Bo Nix is going to – he's going to hit everything underneath, but anything downfield, you're not – just not his game. So he fits what Sean's looking for? I think so. I think he's so as well. He's the most accurate quarterback in football, right? Yeah. Almost 80% yeah. completion. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. No, a lot of those were, like, behind the line of scrimmage throws. I uh-huh. think he had more of that than anyone in the country last year. Um, but still, I mean, yeah, the accuracy is definitely there, especially mm-hmm. medium and short range. So he's staying on the board. Then last first-round quarterback, your guy, Todd, Michael Penix. Sure. We know you like him, but does he fit what Sean's looking for? He went from the pocket. He's accurate. Yeah. Um, I feel like he can process defenses just by where he chooses to throw the ball versus matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, so I say, yeah, I think so. Definitely. I agree for sure. Like, and you're saying like who wins from the pocket the most, he has a a case for it for sure. And accuracy. Like he also has a case for it. So processing again, like 
there's nothing we've seen to make you think he can't do it. Mm-hmm. So he's got as good a shot as anybody. 100%. I'm right there with you. He doesn't oh. get the boost of, like, the mobility. Right. But he does. I mean, he does enough in the pocket by time. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and Sean never said, like, I need a quarterback that's uh, really thick. I think that's been a big knock on <laughs> – I think that's been a big knock <laughs> on JJ uh, and Penix in like the senior bowl for Penix. Um, and throughout this process is that both of them are pretty skinny guys. Sean never once mentioned that. Yeah. Um, and clearly we know that like height isn't the biggest deal for him either. So where that honestly, the, the stature of those two guys might take them off some teams boards. Mm-hmm. I don't think it impacts the Broncos board much, if at all. Yeah. Okay. Jaden Daniels is the weird one with that. That's uh, really true as like, well. Yep. He doesn't slide. He will. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you got to teach him. Lamar didn't slide either. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, That is yep. true. And then they go from college linebackers to being hit by NFL linebackers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it changes pretty quickly. I'm sure they learn pretty quickly too. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you were to see just like Jaden Daniels running at you, it's like, oh, I know he's not going to slide. That's got to be an awesome feeling, right? Well, Assuming yeah. you don't. Assuming yeah. you make the tackle. Exactly, yeah. It's hard to do an open field. Like, if he's like, if you know you have a defender right here and you know you got a clear shot, oh, yeah, you're happy. But if you know, like, okay, I got to brace myself. Because then it's not like I got to hit him as hard as I can. I just got to get him down. Yeah. And nobody wants to miss that tackle in the open field. Like, it just doesn't look good. Yeah. Especially from, like, a rookie quarterback? You know? No, no, no. Yeah. And he is a guy. He's not, I mean, no one's like Lamar in terms of running from a quarterback's perspective, but he is about as close as it gets to Lamar in terms of just like slippery yeah. and fast and explosive as a runner. Yep. yep. Okay. Let's hit these. The, I, I think the uh, college quarterbacks are going to take the longest to go through because there's just more unknown. The free agents, we know a lot about these guys. So let's mm-hmm. go through these quickly. Do you think Baker Mayfield fits what Sean's looking for? I think so now. I think three years ago, no, mm. but I think, I think yes. I think he, he could win from the pocket now. I it's think, also easier to win from the pocket when you're just throwing the ball Mike Evans. Yeah, I think so too, though. I, yeah. I think he, like, fits it enough. Yeah. Kirk yeah. Cousins. But I would venture to say that Baker's problem is the same thing as J.J.'s problem. It's not enough of a sample size. Yeah. He really only did it for one year, and I don't know if that was because of Mike Evans or if, it felt, if he finally found his niche. Yeah. Exactly. Honestly, I don't think it's going to matter. I think Baker's going to be off. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's even going to hit free agency. Yeah. I think the Bucks are going to lock him up. But but we'll keep him on there. Um, Kirk Cousins. Yes. Definitely. Yep, for yeah. sure. He doesn't get, obviously, like the bonus for being mobile, but right. that checks everything else. Ryan Tannehill. No. No, I agree. No, no. Mitchell Trubisky. No. No, I agree. Sam Darnold. No. In, I, in I theory... He was supposed to like the reason the reason he came into the league is because you thought absolutely. And so if you're giving him another chance, it's because you think like maybe he can still get that. But looking at what he's done, you can't say yes. Yeah. Sean would be taking a leap of faith saying, I'm going to change this guy from what he's been mm-hmm. if they go with Sam Darnold. Because right now he just he simply doesn't. Mm-hmm. What about Drew Locke? No. I don't, no. I don't think so either. I think it, you like Drew for kind of the same reasons you like Sam Darnold and some of these other guys. Is like, man, the arm talent is there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, quick processing, winning from the pocket, no, not there. Uh, Gardner Minshew, the last one on this list that I've got. 
Um, he keeps finding a way to kind of bounce back, doesn't he? Uh, he does. That means he's pretty good at least seeing the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of slippery in the pocket. Yeah. He's not an easy guy to take down. Maybe a little bit. A little bit for sure. Yeah. He's almost so. like a worse Baker Mayfield. Mm. I think Baker makes that cut. I'm not sure if Minshew does, but like there's some similarities there. So would you say yes or no? I'd say yes. I'd say in terms of play I style, agree. yes. I agree. We've only his problem might just be that he's not good enough. As a and that's fair. That's yeah. fair. As a group, we've only disagreed on one with it being Drake May. Yeah. That is pretty wild. Am I missing any free agents that jump to your head right now? No. Okay, then trades. I've got four options. Does Justin Fields fit what Sean is looking for? As of right now, no. We can't say that he does. I agree. No, definitely, definitely not. Um, Zach Wilson, who is now the Jets allowed him to search for trade partners, so he's very much available. Yeah, I mean, no. they couldn't find a trade partner. I'm not sure why he could. We'll see how it goes. Good luck, Zach. He does not fit. What he Sean's does not fit at all. No, at all. Sam Howell. Um, not yet. Yeah, no. Okay, I had yes with a question mark, so I'm totally yeah. fine going no here. Um, and then last one, Mac Jones. No. I think so. I think he does. Mm. Um, He's another one where, like, he was drafted because you think so, but then it turns out, like, you look at the results, and it's like, well, he hasn't been able to do it. it. Yeah. Um, his first year when he yep. had a real offensive coordinator, not a real head coach because his name was Josh McDaniels, but yep. a real offensive coordinator, um, he got his team to the playoffs, had a really good rookie year. Then Bill Belichick absolutely ruined him um. when he made his <laughs> offensive coordinators a defensive coordinator and a mm-hmm. special teams coordinator. Yeah. So I think that Sean would look at Mac and say there's just enough there, but it's two against one, so we're, yeah. we're going to say no. Um, from that perspective with you guys. Um, okay, so let's put these into a top five and rank them in terms of how these guys fit what Sean Payton's looking for after I tell you about our friends over at Fubo TV. Fubo. You got to check out our friends over at Fubo. They've got over 140 live channels of sports show, movies, news, uh, and then, of course, you can watch the Nuggets and the Avs over at Fubo. Scan the QR code on our screen or go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR, where you're going to get 15% off your first month. And the awesome thing about Fubo is you get to start streaming right away. You can also get started with a free trial. There's no contracts, no cables, no hassle. You just start up or sign up and start watching right away. And you can do it on your phone. You can uh, watch on your iPad when you're traveling as well. So make sure to go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR to get 15% off your first month of Fubo TV Pro. And check out our friends over at Empire Today, where you can get the best new flooring for your home or office. And they will definitely take care of you. They have the best place to get new flooring. Uh, there's loads of copycats, but nobody is like Empire Today. They are, they are the one and only. They have a great virtual floor designer, so you can see how your floors will look in your home before you purchase anything. And I think it's a great way to make an old home feel new. Um, if you've ever done a renovation or you've ever gone in and scraped a property, the first thing you do is get new floors, and then you kind of feel like your whole house has been redone. So go schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive $350 off 
when they use promo code DNVR. Restrictions apply. See EmpireToday.com forward slash DNVR for details. All right, so we've got nine quarterbacks that we've identified fit what Sean's looking for. And some of these might not be um, truly realistic like a Caleb Williams, but right now, still a potential possibility. So here's the names that we've got. Caleb Williams, yep. Jaden Daniels, J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, Gardner Minshew, and Sam Howell. When I say those names, who jumps to the top of that list? Who's number one for fitting Sean Payton's criteria? I think Bo Nix is up there. Mm. I think Kirk Cousins is definitely up there. Mm-hmm. And to me, just when you throw those two names out there, I take the proven one. And I say, like, Kirk Cousins fits yeah. exactly what Sean Payton's looking for. And that's just one where, man, if the Broncos didn't just have an awful veteran quarterback in terms of the way he fit Sean Payton, that would have to be, like, number one. But just because of the contract and stuff makes it a little tougher. But I absolutely think Kirk Cousins fits what Sean Payton's looking for to a T. Yep, I agree. Would you I go Bo next number two? Or would you put someone else in this conversation here? Um, I think Michael Penny Jr. fits it a little bit better just because he can win on the deep throws and the intermediate throws. Yeah. And I think Bo Nix is a much better one-read RPO quarterback, and just the intermediate throws are what he's really good at. So that's why I would put uh, Michael Penny Jr. above him. Yep, I had Penix three. Penix I was three. torn between Nix and Penix. And... Uh, I think Sean probably values the shorter stuff a little more than the deeper, so that's why I'd probably lean Bo here. But, I mean, I think it, it is a coin toss. Um, so let's go Bo 2, Penix 3, since Henry had him 2. Um, but two rookies in the top three. Mm-hmm. I think this is kind of what Sean wants mm-hmm. uh, it is one of these rookies. So I think this is good news here. Okay, what about Caleb Williams? I mean, does he fit this, or in terms of fit – does he not even make the top five? He's not my top five. And it doesn't mean like... Yeah, we're not, like, we're not going based, Exactly. Based it's not like pass. who's most likely to pan out or right. who does he want most. But in terms of just like fit, he's not top five fit, I don't think. Yeah, because I would say his biggest comparison right now is um, Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And I would say that Patrick Mahomes or Andy Reid and Sean Payton are two very different uh, play callers. So I don't think that they would need the same quarterback to fit their scheme. So yeah. although he can fit in any scheme because he's a talented player, I don't necessarily feel like Sean's is the like perfect scheme for who he is as a player. Yeah, especially right now. And like, I think Caleb Williams is going to figure it out, but when the biggest concern is that he bails on clean pockets too much and we're talking like number one is can you win from the pocket? Like, it just it's not a fit. It's most likely to work out, but it's not a fit. So who would you put for? Or who's in this conversation? I went Jaden Daniels at four. Mm, I like that a lot. Yep. And I think just when people think of Jaden Daniels, they think of the running. Mm-hmm. He had 40 passing touchdowns last year. This is a guy that if you watch the tape, he can absolutely win from the pocket. Like people still think Lamar Jackson is only a runner right now. Mm-hmm. No, Lamar Jackson wins from the pocket yep. as well. That's like if he didn't, uh, if Lamar didn't, um, continue to grow his game as a passer, he wouldn't be the MVP that he was this past year. He has really taken big steps up, um, and I think that Jaden is one of those guys. So I, I would put him here as well. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just outvote myself or get myself outvoted. So <laughs> I'm rocking with the team. Let's do it. Who did so you then, have? Who would you put here then? Um I probably would put Drake May here. Okay. Mm. Well, well we can put him at five or who else did you guys have? I'm McCarthy's tempting. That's who Baker's I Baker's also go. kinda tempting. Yeah. And just because I don't think Baker's even going to be an option, that's why I was going to go McCarthy here. Um, yeah. Okay. That works for me. So McCarthy got outvoted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think I don't think McCarthy has, has had to have the accuracy to get it done. Yeah. And I don't think he's had to. One of the other things was leadership. I think when you look at the leader of that, that is North Carolina team, it was definitely that is true. Drake May. I think that uh, Corum was probably the leader of that offense in Michigan. Yeah. He was every piece of the offense, especially when they needed something, they went to him. Um, not saying that he can't step up and do it. I just felt like it's not Drake proven, May sure. is more proven in certain areas, accuracy, uh, ability to win from the pocket because it's a much bigger sample size, uh-huh. and then also uh, his leadership. So one of the things that uh, has got a lot of press over the past, like, two months is the way – Jim Harbaugh has praised J.J. McCarthy like no other. Do you think there's any chance that when he was doing that at the end of Michigan season, he thought, I'm going to be in the NFL next year. Let me try to throw NFL teams (laughs) off with J.J. here by pumping him up so much. No, I think he legitimately liked him. And I think people like guys all the time. Like, you know, I'm sorry, as far as players, players get hyped up. Um, but it doesn't mean that they are everything that that specific coach believes them to be. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's just his opinion of him. Mm-hmm. He's a good he's a good uh, head coach, but I don't think that's the end-all be-all for who he is a, as a player. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, it's like a no-lose situation if he were to do it. It's like, why not say J.J. McCarthy's the best quarterback ever? Makes J.J. happy. Makes other teams like, like, but I don't think that's it. I think he just thinks he's a really good quarterback. So you don't think, you think it, it was true? Yeah. Man, wouldn't that be incredible, though, if he was just setting the Broncos up? <laughs> I mean, it would be awful for take us, him, but, like, uh-huh. yeah, how, how uh, like, 4D chess that would be. But uh-huh. I think you're right. I think it's just, like, of course he loves J.J. McCarthy as a college quarterback. He just helped him win a national championship. He just helped him be uh, a top coach in college football the past couple of years. So, of course, he loves him. Yeah, you got to take everything with a grain of salt. Same thing with Sean saying him and Russ have a great relationship or they haven't made a decision. Uh, Your relationship's probably not that good, and you probably have made a decision. So, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's true. Okay, so there's our top five quarterback fits for Sean Payton. I want to get your guys' updated top five. Now that we've had, I mean, a lot of news and a lot of information um, come to us in the past week, has your top five quarterbacks for the Broncos changed over the past two weeks? Todd, let's start with your top five. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Do we need to start with Henry's top five? No, no, no. We can start with my top five. (laughs) Yes, mine definitely changed. Um, So how – how I had it before, I had uh, Michael Penn Jr. at one, Bo Nix at two, Justin Fields at three, Kirk Cousins at four, and Russell Wilson at five. Mm, um, Russ coming I've, off the board? Russ is – yeah, he's coming off the board. <laughs> yeah. Just not by my choosing, but just yeah. by how everything is going. I think he definitely has to come off the board. Uh, so right now at five, I have Drake May. Mm. Um, I think that he could fit in the offense that Sean wants. 
I have him at five because of how much it's going to take to go get him. Mm. So that's why I feel like it, it won't be a good fit overall because mm. we're going to have to give up too much to get him, even though he would be a good quarterback in Sean's system. I like that. I, I like wonder that. if there's going to be old Drake May slide. Because you see, now it's like 50-50 on the mock drafts with like Jaden Daniels in front of him. Well, That's kind of like step one. And then after that, it's like, oh, is a quarterback going three or does he fall to five? So you're my mock draft guy and mm-hmm. you trust Bucky Brooks, right? Solid. Yes. Solid. Very scout. Mel- scout oriented. Mel Kuyper? More connected. Also scout, but like... But you, like, trust him. It, trust him drafts. a lot, yes. Um, they both dropped new mock drafts in the past 48 hours. Both of them have Jaden Daniels going number two. Drake May number three, if not fallen. Yep. So the fall is already kind of the start for, yep. for Drake May. Is that a picture of Drake May on the graphic? Yeah. Does that not look like the Raiders... Logo? logo it does okay it does. i was like oh. wow I've, yeah <laughs> i've no I, I believe you it's just from this angle it looks uh very much just like a raiders logo yeah really <laughs> um well you wouldn't like that uh no i don't think either any of us would yeah, no. yeah no. Be a little scary with his upside okay who, who's sure. going uh above at four i had bo nix um mm. because of his accuracy i think he would be a good fit for the team um i don't know if he has all the tools in the bag to be a successful NFL quarterback. Uh, but I do feel like because of where we are in the draft, he is a viable option for us to choose. And if, you know, we get jumped and J.J. McCarthy is gone, I do think that Bo Nix um, would fit well in Sean's offense. Even if Sean has to, like, simplify it in the first year, I think over time he may be able to add more and more to his mm-hmm. plate and see how he succeeds. To- totally agree. At number three, I have uh, J.J. McCarthy. Uh, there's a lot of hype around him and especially him being a Bronco. Um, so that, and then Sean's first meeting with the quarterback was JJ McCarthy. So, uh, I guess I'm betting on black here. I see how the tide is turning. So I do feel (laughs) like, um, you know, the Broncos see something in him. Um, I don't think he's my favorite quarterback, but I think that if you want somebody that can do similar to what Russ did as far as numbers to where you don't need him to carry the team, but you just need him to be solid, uh, a solid piece of the offense and let the offensive line and the running game really get us going. I think that's who he is as a player. Yep. Uh, number two, I have Justin Fields. I still think he's a good option for us. Mm. And if he's only a third-round pick or a future second, it leaves us with a lot of options yep. and the ability to build the team, uh, commit to the future, and bring in some really good pieces without having to spend – you know, two first and the third, we can just pick our first round pick, whether it be um, a tight end or outside linebacker. We have a little leeway now if we go get Justin Fields. And number uh, one. Number one, still Michael Pennis Jr. Yep. <laughs> I think he fits Sean's the, uh, offense the best. He's proven yep. 4,500 yards, over 4,500 yards, two seasons in a row. The only person to do that is him and Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't get the Patrick Mahomes comparison, but it is what it is. <laughs> uh, they love to bring up his injuries. That was over two years ago. Stop leaving in the past, people. Uh, and I think he's ready to go. I think he's a talented quarterback. And I think he um, is just like other quarterbacks, whether it's, you know, um, um, Lamar Jackson, um, even Patrick Mahomes. They're not looked at as the best in their draft, but they've shown you what they can do in college and people try to overlook it. And then they get to the NFL and they continue to be great. What, what did you not see from the beginning? So I think, he's, I think that's going to be his story. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting yep, that you definitely. like a player that played really well in college. 
Hey. Like, it's weird. <laughs> you know, sometimes I like to go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, great list. Four rookies in there. And we've had some people in the comment section dropping their list as well. Let us know who your top five fits are. I guess not fits, but best options for yeah. the Broncos. And, Henry, why don't you take us through your top five? Number five, we've got J.J. McCarthy. Um yeah, like it's just that there's nothing about him that I love. There's just a lot of things that I like, and that's why he's number five. Um, yeah, I mean we've talked a bunch. Yeah. Uh, number four, Bo Nix. I'm starting to come around a little bit. It's uh, he he is really good underneath. He gets the ball where it needs to be. He's generally pretty accurate. Um, he can throw on the run. He can make some tough throws. Um, he'll do more dumb things than I think people talk about. I think he kind of gets put in the box of, like, he completes 78% of his passes, so he's like Jimmy G. Well, even Jimmy G, I guess, does some dumb things. But it's like he's conservative and all that. And he's not, like, super conservative. Like, he'll do some dumb things out there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I do think that if we're just talking about which one of these guys, like, I mentioned, like, that Tom Brady thing where it's, like, spread them out, like, just take five yards, take five yards, take five, go all the way down the field. There's a real chance that he turns out to be the best at that of any of these quarterbacks. And for that reason, I'm, I've got him ahead of J.J. McCarthy. Mm. And essentially, that would just be like doing what Sean draws up. Exactly. It'd be Sean Payton on the field. You would hope, yes. You would hope. Um, number three, I've got uh, Michael Penix Jr. And we've talked about him a bunch. Um, he's awesome. Like, he, he'll... Incredible accuracy, like... Wins from the pocket, buys time in the pocket. Nothing special as an athlete. I think that's probably the case for Nick's in front of him. But, um, yeah, I mean, he just gets the ball where it needs to be over and over and over again. Makes all sorts of different kinds of throws. It's always on the dot. Like, it does. Maybe people are overthinking that a bit. Um, number two, I've I'm got. I'd love to see you come around, man. I, <laughs> I'd love to see growth. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Pause. Pause. Oh, Todd pause. loves to see growth. There we go. Finally, a, it was as not a me. human, like, <laughs> yeah, as intellectual a, yeah. oh, growth. Can grow. Yeah, you know what I'm um, saying? Number two, Jaden Daniels. Um, he's a freak. He's just a freak. Um, he's got all the physical tools to be just a, a star quarterback. You know, with the Penix, you're saying, like, I mean, Look at the great quarterbacks like Drew Brees, nothing special as an athlete. Uh, Tom Brady, nothing special as an athlete. Peyton Manning, nothing special as an athlete. So, like, it isn't a necessity. But then you look at Jaden Daniels and say, well, even if he doesn't turn out to be an all-time great, like, there are just so many things that you can do with him. It feels like, like his floor is Justin Fields because Justin Fields can't throw a football. And so, like, if that's, like, worst-case scenario, you can only go up from there. Like, hey, that's a nice starting point. Um, it'd be expensive, but I'm, I'm at the point where I say F it to the expenses, regardless of who it is. Um, number one, Caleb Williams, he's a freak. Um, yeah, like can do whatever you want him to do. He's number one. If you got to give up a bunch to go get him, maybe I'm thinking too much with like my heart and not my brain, but like, it'd be fun at least. And he's, there's a really good, he's the best chance of any of these guys just to be like the, the best quarterback in the NFL at some point. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. And my list is going to, uh, to mirror that as well. But with number five, I'm going with the guy that's not on either of your boards. I'm going Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones <laughs> is a very real option for this team. Oh, I do too. Um, because I think he, I really think he fits what Sean's mm -hmm. looking for. Uh, a super processor. Mm -hmm. um, that's <sighs> the reason that he went with the 15th overall pick. And he proved that he could do it in the NFL as a rookie. He was ruined 
by Bill Belichick's, one of the worst decisions, honestly, in NFL history to put, to make co-offensive coordinators a defensive coordinator and a special teams coordinator for your offensive coordinator. What are we doing here, Bill Belichick? Um, So I think that Sean can overlook Max past two years um, and bring him in. And another big reason why he is on this top five is, is he's going to cost a seventh round pick or something. Like he is so low in terms of the risk that you take on mm-hmm. with Mac. And I think that Sean could view him. Sean loved him coming out of the draft. Um, I did so too. that is, yeah, I did too. Um, so I think he is a very realistic option here. Number four, I'm going. Wait, JJ. wait, wait. So if they went, I, I agree it's realistic, but if they take Mac Jones, your initial reaction is going to be, oh, good Yay. move. Um, uh, yeah, I think it'd be a good move. Wow. I think it'd be a good move not knowing what they're going to do in the draft um, and also costing a seventh-round pick um, with the potential. The upside is way more than a seventh-round pick would be, in my opinion. With picks. Sean Payton. Uh, the upside, baby. First round picks. They got upside. <laughs> but he's not the upside because of, like, a massive arm. He's the upside because he's got the, uh, I, in my opinion, he's got the mental ability. And, but, I, Henry, to your point, Broncos country will be so low As on they this. should, yes. It, it, it would be <laughs> so low. Um, people are saying, uh, giving me a lot of heat for this, but... Just remember, Sean loved him coming out of college. Um, number four, I'm going J.J. McCarthy here. We've talked about J.J. a lot. I think that he is maybe the most pro-ready quarterback because he played in a pro system in college. Um, and I think that he would, just like you mentioned, Bo Nix mm-hmm. would kind of be the extension of Sean Payton on the field. I think that's what J.J. McCarthy would end up being as well. Number three, I'm going Jaden Daniels. The upside with this guy is incredible. Plus, I think... Um, his floor is also really high. He can win from the pocket, win with his legs as well. Number two, Kirk Cousins. I'm, he's proven to be exactly what Sean Payton is. He costs a lot, but they can make it work right now by pushing a lot of that money into future years. I think Kirk Cousins' this team is an 11-win team right away. And number one, I'm rolling with Hank here. I'm going Caleb Williams. This might be the last time Caleb's on my board because by the time the Bears trade, or if the Bears trade mm. Justin Fields, it means they're taking Caleb Williams, and I'll, I'll take him off. So Bo Nix would probably round out my top five here. But right now, Caleb Williams. If you can get the next Patrick Mahomes 2.0, you, you go that, even if it's going to cost you three first-round picks, two second-round picks. Um, so there's our top five. We're going to update it maybe next week if there's some news coming out. And before we get out of here, let's hit a super chat coming in from Josiah who says, uh, does no meeting with the top three quarterbacks mean anything? They're being realistic is what it means. And they're, <laughs> and they're looking at real options, I feel like. They're not going and dreaming. I think the two gentlemen to my right are dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> Caleb at the top. But, yeah. Uh, I just think they know it's going to be too expensive to get up there. It's not worth it. Um, so we know that they've met with the other three quarterbacks that are supposed to go in the first round. Michael Penix, Bo Nix, J.J. McCarthy. Doesn't mean that they're not going to meet with one of these guys tonight or tomorrow night or bring them in for a visit. Um, but you do have limited numbers. So uh-huh. if, if they do say, like, we're not going to be able to get in the top three, then you're right. Just being realistic. 
I'm going to dream a little bit longer, Todd. I bet you Michael Penix killed his interview. <laughs> he, pro- <laughs> he probably did. Uh, and uh, I hope we killed this show today. I really enjoyed it, fellas. We'll be back tomorrow, 11 a.m., to talk more Broncos. This has been a blast putting some lists together and excited to see how it plays out. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. Hit us with a thumbs up on the way out. We'll see you tomorrow. Flying cotton